0: Hello, hello, welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. Uh, I know on this podcast, we don't really discuss world events or politics or anything, you know, anything dystopian because it is escapism. And listen, I want it to be escapism as well. When I listen to a podcast, I rarely want to hear about current events because it's enough, you know, I... I'm not listening to a podcast like the fucking news. I want to decompress, right? But I do have to address the smog because I feel like I'm going to be clearing my throat. throat) I don't even know how long I can record today. Not even to be dramatic because this caught me off guard as well. Um, So if you don't know, I'm in New York and if you're on the East Coast, you probably know this already and and are experiencing the same thing. If not worse, but Canada is having, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Canada is having wildfires and those wildfires are bringing all of this smog down to the East Coast and it is terrible. It smells like, it smells like a burning wildfire. It smells like if you've ever lit a fire in your backyard or in the house, that's what it smells like, but worse And it's so thick. The air is thick. It's like, have you ever been to L.A. and been downtown in that smog in the morning? It's kind of like that, but all day. And I believe right now, so it's June 7, 2023. I believe right now is one of the worst days so far for where we are. And I think we have, from what I can see on the maps, we have um, a few more days to go of this. So I figured even if I'm clearing my throat, let me just get this episode out. And then hopefully next week we have clear skies, but I didn't want to put it out. And I also did want to talk to you about it because it is, it's just, it's fucked, right? Like, (laughs) holy shit. It's like, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. It's so fucked because we know why. We know why it's happening. So, these wildfires in Canada are probably the worst that's ever happened. And it's causing a type of pollution that is right now the worst in the world because it's burning all types of shit and bringing down all of these toxic chemicals. And it's so bad for so many reasons. And it's worse for people who already have respiratory issues people who are already feeling sick, people who have weakened immune systems, children, babies, elderly, pets, wildlife. I mean, I can't even think about that because I'm so concerned about Cher. But then I'm thinking about what is it like for the animals that are stuck outside? I mean, it was. it's just so... Like, what the fuck? We didn't... Did we get a warning? Let me tell you how I discovered this. Well, I discovered it because it's right in our face. But I noticed something. I think it was Sunday or Monday. But I didn't think anything of it. And maybe you can relate. I didn't think anything of it because I'm on Staten Island, right? If you're from here as well, you know it gets foggy. Like, we have foggy days. We just have foggy days. Like, I don't... (laughs) Maybe it's the humidity, the weather... We have foggy and our island gets super foggy. It's a common thing for here. So I think it was like Sunday or Monday, regular morning. I take her out for a walk and I noticed some of the, I noticed it's a little bit foggy and hazy and I, I thought to myself, it looks like someone burnt something. It looks like there was a fire. Um, I thought it maybe it was a neighbor fucking barbecuing, right? Like I didn't really go that far into it. I also noticed the house smells like toast but again I thought maybe a, ner- a neighbor burned something like I didn't consider that this is air pollution because of wildfires and I know this turned some people off but I don't read the news I don't check anything and I've explained this before but maybe if you've haven't heard me say it or haven't listened to that episode or whatever or maybe I didn't explain it before and I'm thinking I did but I don't read any type of news whatsoever. I don't participate in anything political because I don't really suffer from anxiety in a social way. I don't have anxieties where I can't do anything. I have the normal amount of anxious feelings, but something about, um, mind you, I'm not getting choked up. My throat is just so itchy from Like my nose is burning, my eyes are burning, my chest is burning, my throat is burning. And it's not even that bad where I am. I've been inside all day. I've only walked her for two minutes earlier. I can't imagine how fucking bad it is in other areas. But anyway, like I was saying, I'm not getting choked up. It's just how I sound today. So one of my like triggers, I guess is the word, or bugaboos, like the thing that will really, really send me over the edge into almost a spiral is um, like global issues. And it's because for obvious reasons, they're always catastrophic. They're always dramatic. And they're so out of our control. Like I don't feel much hope about... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel so bad saying this. I'm not the type that has a lot of hope for the future as, as a world, right? Like, I mean, as all of us. I don't see global global warming improving. I don't see much improving as a whole, not for me personally, just like overall like the human race. And I think because I already have that feeling when I ever watch the news or let someone talk to me about the news or get into it, it just it just puts me in like a dark place. I panic all of 2016 I don't even think I slept. Because I would have panic attacks about, like, North Korea. Like, I just had a shot. (laughs) And I've spoken to doctors about this. Even my neurologist was like, just don't. Like, not, you don't have, people pressure you to be involved in politics and stuff like that. But realistically, like, if you can't function as a human being, you can't do it. and Which is true. I couldn't even function. I couldn't get out of bed. I didn't sleep. It was horrific. So I fully made that boundary for myself where I don't participate in any type of news I'll obviously check in with like local but even yesterday morning I didn't notice anything local about this I didn't notice until like 5 p.m yesterday but that's why I, I'm like kind of late to stuff it's why I don't talk about it and I know it's so off-putting like how could you how fucking privileged you know I know I know that but you think I want to be this way <laughs> I don't want to be this way I wish there were things I could participate in with having a healthy mind about it, but I just don't. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you can't. I, you know, I hope with time I could feel better about it and participate more, but this is the best I could do. So I didn't know about the Canada fires. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't fucking know. So yesterday morning, I didn't notice anything I just noticed it was a little bit hazy. And then by the afternoon, I started to notice like, this is okay. This is like a, a all over thing. So then I started seeing that, oh, this is from the Canada wildfires and it's going to get worse. And then I started getting all the information on it. And of course, because I want to make sure that I'm keeping share safe. I want to make sure that I'm safe so I can take care of her, right? Like, I, I can't take care of her if I'm not even, if I feel sick. And I'm sure you're all thinking the same shit. I'm like saying nothing profound here. Today. <laughs> there is nothing profound. But that's how I noticed it first. And then last night, I walked her very quickly and brought her back in. And the same thing this afternoon, I walked her very quickly and um brought her back in i don't even think she walked back i think i picked her up and ran her back in so this is pretty catastrophic and um i was talking with a friend and she said i feel like people are not taking it as seriously not in like a negative way i don't think she meant it in a judgment way i think she meant it as like an observation and i agree but i don't i don't again i don't think of it as judgment either i'm not criticizing anyone who's not taking it seriously i just think that our i just think the collective is so desensitized exhausted on mood stabilizers and just in a mental space where how much like what is it called compassion fatigue fatigue or um Yeah, I think it's called compassion fatigue or just fatigue, like mental fatigue, just burnout because we just went through a pandemic and so many different issues happen constantly. Everything is catastrophic. So when something is actually catastrophic, it's hard to give it that energy. I know that I experienced that just with personal things. I, I'm so far, I'm so exhausted from having so much anxiety about things or having so much, so many traumatic things happen one after another, just so, so many heavy things in my lifetime that at this point, when you're approaching something, I probably seem like I don't give a fuck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just have an, I don't give a fuck attitude. I have it because I don't have the energy left, but I think everyone's starting to feel that way. Right. Like some of us have felt that way for a long time because of our personal issues. But if you didn't have those heavy things happen, but then just went through the pandemic like we all did, because you don't have a choice. At this point, you probably do feel kind of exhausted. So it's not an I don't think it's something to be mad at people for to be like, oh, they're not taking it seriously. I just think people are so exhausted. And then what else do you do? The bills don't stop because there was a fucking Canada wildfire and air pollution, right? Mm. That that was the whole, that's the whole argument. The economy has to ignore the global warming, right? You still got to go to work. You still have to pay the bills. You still got to cook the food. I mean, it doesn't stop just because there's another crisis. So how do you expect people to manage? They have to disassociate and go about their day. I mean, even as I'm sitting here, I feel like shit. I don't know if it's, I believe we have, we have AC filters and um, they're new. You know, we make sure they're fresh, but it's going to come into your house. You can use air. I have to get air purifiers, I guess, but it's going to come into your fucking house. What are you supposed to do? And again, I'm in an area where it's not even, it's bad, but it's not as bad as the other places. I can't imagine being in the city. One of my friends, she works in the city. She said it's terrible and she was already sick before this happened. I can't imagine her throat's probably fucking burning. My boyfriend's in the city telling me that it's bad. I mean, it's just my mom is in Long Island texting me that she's worried. My sisters were supposed to go to a concert in Manhattan and they turned around. They're not going. I mean, it's just it's another catastrophe. And then what do what do we do? so if you're looking at other people I'm gonna get into a different topic i don't mean to make this super negative well i have a um i have a story to tell you just to get our minds off of it because I think it's pretty funny <laughs> so i'll tell you a story it's like tea basically it's like i have gossip for you um and we could talk about that just to get our minds off of this but if you notice people not giving a fuck, I don't think it's just that people don't give a fuck. I think a lot of this is self-defense mechanisms because what else are you supposed to do? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what else are you supposed to do? And just because you have the space to care doesn't mean everyone has the space to care. People are exhausted. I hear it all the time. Anytime I do check-ins with people or on my socials or a lot of people reach out to me just to vent or to get advice, everybody's depressed everybody is exhausted and that sucks because when you need someone to hold space for you it's like no one even has space for each other anymore right like if you're talking to your friend about something stressful chances are she probably also has something stressful going on like nobody has the space nobody has the emotional capacity for each other. And that's also why we notice a lot of like competing for who has it worse, but it's not necessarily competing. It's just some people want desperate to be heard, desperate to be validated, have a space where someone cares about how they feel, but we're at a place where every everything, everything, right? Like there's just so many things, one after another, one after another. Everyone's exhausted. And this is at the beginning. It's not even technically summer yet, right? Isn't the first day of summer like June 22nd or something? I don't know. That might be wrong. We haven't even begun our summer yet. We're not even in the thickness of the heat yet. Think about that. We haven't even reached the thickness of the fucking heat yet. And this has already begun. And let me tell you something about fucking hurricane season. You think that's... Oh, my God, I don't mean to, like, stress you out, but people are exhausted because they know this stuff. They know this stuff. I mean, it's hard to ignore, right? So anyway, just be kind to one another, especially right now. Everybody's going to be irritated. Everyone's going to be exhausted. It's hard to breathe like this. It's hard to have energy. It's hard to celebrate. It's hard to be happy for someone in fucking Miami having a good time, Like, it's hard, okay? Especially if you're on the East Coast. Especially if you're in fucking Canada. Holy shit. I can't... If it is this thick and I feel like shit just sitting here in one of the better parts of the area, right? I can't fucking imagine being close. Isn't Syracuse... I haven't even looked at videos of like what Syracuse must be like. I can't imagine how the hospitals might overflow just from people feeling like they can't breathe and panicking and... Tons of sinus infections. Like, are we gonna fucking run out run out of antibiotics? There's there's going to be um a trickle-down effect of what this will cause. So it the smoke might clear in a couple days, a few days. I don't know how long it takes. But there's gonna be lasting effects because I believe this is the first time we've ever dealt with this. So California, I know, has dealt with this before and every year, but this is the first time we've dealt with it. So people who are used to dealing with it, they might already have oxygen masks. They might already have built-in air purifiers and water purifiers and know what to do and know what to expect, but we di- we have not. We never have, and we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know to prepare and get oxygen, have oxygen ready in the home or respirators or because the little paper cloth masks are not gonna do shit, right? Even n95s, you what do you do you also have to wear a goggles. You're gonna need those full, which I have, by the way, the fully full heavy duty face mask with the goggles and everything. But I didn't put it on because I'm thinking if Cher can't wear one. Why the fuck should I? <laughs> like, I don't want to wear one if she can't wear one. What the hell? I don't think they even make them for dogs. The best you the best you could do is keep them inside. And try to get some type of filtration system. Like, I don't fucking know how to do this. And it's not like anyone's on the TV saying evacuate or, you know, buy air purifiers. It's kind of like every man for himself. And that creates stressful environments, especially for people that do not have the funds or resources to even help themselves. How do you tell someone Trying to take care of their family. Barely making ends meet. That they have to go buy a $200 air purifier. And stay home. And not leave the house. Like what? How the fuck are they supposed to do that? So people are going to be stressed. And and depressed. Because it's another reminder Of what they don't have. And it's sad. And it sucks. So just be kind to one another. As best as you can. As best as you can. You know what I'm saying? Like I I realize it's hard to be happy. It's hard to be calm. And look out for one another. and, And especially if someone's lashing out on you. I get it. I get it. But just, you know, we're all... Everybody is experiencing how stressful this is on different levels, right? Like, my throat feels like shit. My eyes are burning and all that. And I'm still like, this is the best case scenario. Like, I'm fucking so lucky right now. I'm so lucky that I don't have to be in Manhattan. But now the people in Manhattan have to be there. They have to go to work. Like, everyone's going to have different levels of this. And it fucking sucks. But just try to be kind to one another. And I'm thinking of all of you, especially we have listeners in Canada as well, because I had a lot of you reach out um, from Canada and places closer to these wildfires. I hope that you're okay. I hope that your babies are okay. Babies as in actual children and your pets. I hope your farms are okay. If you have farms like this is just and I believe not that long ago, I think it was an hour ago, all the airports in New York are now um, grounded because they are not able to take off. I don't, and I don't even know how does this clear up? How, how, how many more days of this do we have? It's crazy. So I just wanted to say that I know we don't usually talk about this stuff, but it's hard to ignore. My voice sounds like shit. Um, I don't even think I can record that long because I'm getting dizzy as I sit here. Not to be dramatic. Listen, I- I'm fine. I'm in one of the best case scenarios. I will take care of Cher. I'm not saying it for like any type of sympathy or pity. No, no, no. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I I don't even know if I can provide that much at the moment because it's fucking hard to even talk. It's crazy. My face feels like it's burning. I didn't even do anything. I think I opened the door quickly because it's gotten worse throughout the day. I went out earlier and it wasn't that bad, but now it's 3.30. It's... Very yellow and gray outside. It's windy. I think that's what it is. The wind is making it worse. I have the blind shut as well to try to like stop. I have blackout curtains to try to like stop it going through any window creases and shit. Oh my god. Oh imagine and I God bless I'm not in that apartment anymore. So I we were in an apartment before this house and I loved it. Oh my god, I loved my apartment so much. I loved it. I was sad to leave it. I it, it was just the most beautiful apartment. I didn't really show it for like safety reasons, but gorgeous, gorgeous. It's still on like a list of mine that I want it back. Uh, and if any of you fucking take it after I said that, I will fucking come for you and make your life hell. Okay. So anyway, back to what I was saying. I love the apartment, but if I were to be there right now with Cher, I would have had to evacuate like seriously cuz it was high up it didn't have any obstructions in the way everything would have blew right in it was very um it was old and it was very like what's the word drafty holy shit it was fucking drafty those windows were old that the sliding door was old drafty as fuck i would have had to leave i would have had to take her and drove somewhere i don't even know i guess um what's a safe area right now new hampshire Like, the closest but safest. I would have had to go, I don't know, a hotel or something. Because even here, it's pretty bad. And I thought about it. But my specific area is, like, the best. But that area, I looked up the air quality. It's, like, 15 minutes away. And it's terrible. And there's also no obstructions. Where I am, there's a lot of obstructions in the way. Where, like... Anyway. It's just exhausting and crazy and... Yeah, I don't know how long I can record, but I wanted to tell you a story so that way we have some content and not me just, what did she say? Hold on. I just got a weird text. Sorry. So I wanted to, so tonight, okay, back to, let's get into our actual show and just know that I care about you guys and I'm thinking about you guys. And if you wanted to reach out, invent or talk at all, let me know. Okay. You can you can send me a message on, on my personal or on or on the podcast page, my big sisters podcast. I don't know why my phone's on my brain. I'm about to shut this shit off. Um Okay, we'll do a drink check. I don't have ice. But I have just water. Just I'm trying to drink more water more water because I was so fucking dehydrated yesterday with a little bit of palm okay and I have my iced coffee but I pretty much finished it (laughs) I wish I had more because I'm like exhausted but I finished it I chugged my whole iced coffee and I have it in my favorite cup it's the beautiful it's like white with sequins my mom got me the Starbucks tumbler those are my drinks I have to take a sip because my throat is fucking burning I was using, um, I took out the cough drops, but then I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and fucking swirl a cough drop around my mouth. (laughs) Oh, so Vanderpump reunion part three is on tonight. Finally. I can't believe they fucking broke it up into three parts. So fucking annoying, but I'm still very much into it. Okay. I rewatched season 10 and I was going to stop there, but then I'm like, you know what? I kinda do wanna go back a little. I don't find it necessary to go from season one, but I did go back to season eight and it's very fucking boring. I did notice a few things that I, you know, that lead up to the current season and I get it, but it's a little bit fucking boring. So I kinda just keep it on in the background and if I'm sitting still, I'll listen. Like yesterday, I edited an entire video about cutting my own bangs. That took me like two fucking hours. Oh, yeah. It's not that easy. It takes forever to edit, especially like if you keep getting distracted. So I was listening while I was editing. You know, you know how it is. And it's a little boring, but I do I do get some of the drama with Jax and Stasi and Sheena now. Like I get part of the and how James Kennedy used to be very fucking rude to Raquel, Rachel, whatever her name is. I get a lot of it now just by re-watching season eight. I finished eight, I guess I'll start nine, and I already watched 10, and The Scandal, and the other two reunions. So I'm pretty much caught up, and tonight is the reunion part three. And just so you know, I did a live stream reacting to part two, and I had so much fun, and guess what? Nobody fucking watched it. <laughs> Um, I didn't delete it because I'm like, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's still available if you want to watch it. Um, I'll send you the link because I put it on my Patreon. I put it on my Patreon because I've never done a live like that. So I didn't want it like out in the open embarrassing myself. <laughs> it was so, um. <coughs> oh my God. It's so hard to talk. Um, so anyway, the Patreon's available. I would like to put more content up there, more live streams. So I'm just going to leave it and like, I'll put a link in the bio and uh, on my Big Sisters podcast page. And, and you know, if you're interested, you could sign up. And with time, I'll, I'll put more things. But anyway, tonight's part three. And I'm excited to see what the big reveal is. There's so many different theories that at this point, I don't fucking know. My first theory was Raquel slept with Brock. I don't trust that man. And excuse me. <laughs> choking and by Sheena's response to the situation I was like why is she so emotional about somebody else's relationship I felt like she was a, a little too like why she like projecting almost and then I was thinking oh maybe because she knows because I could see Sheena knowing that Brock cheated and staying she has that personality she's very male-centered she's very like male-centered like just needs to be married wants to be married her whole identity is a wife and a mother like that's that's her she feels no value in herself unless she has that and that's very evident from watching season eight up until now because she kept crying about being 34 and divorced meanwhile she's slightly famous she's absolutely beautiful She has her career going. Like, what are you ashamed of? So what? You got divorced. Like, what is the shame in that? But I think she's just male centered. Like she she's one of those people that find that believes your whole value has to do with if you got married or not, like which we're so far past that now. And And it was also a different season. Eight was like a different time. I feel like as a society, we've grown out of that thought process. I'm assuming you guys know that, too. My personal belief is your value has nothing to do with your marriage or lack of marriage or not even lack of your status of being married or single or whatever the fuck. It has nothing to do with your actual value. It's just a choice. It's an option. It's, you know, but I think in order to protect it, I think she would kind of hide it from everyone. So that was my first theory because I don't like how handsy Brock is. Like, why are you fucking hugging her friend like that? To me, that is just lack of boundaries and kind of disrespectful. Even if even if you're the most trustworthy person on the entire planet, hugging up on your partner's friend like that is crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just not necessary. So that's why I thought, that's why my first theory was that now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that would have came out already. I feel like that would have been too hard to keep under wraps. I feel like it would have came out. Then I thought it's because one of them store, one of the, the lounges where they work is, what is it, sir? Maybe they're closing. So the only two places that they can film in is Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy. So maybe that's why, because the producer said it's so shocking that people might not resign. You have to watch the whole reunion before you resign. So I'm thinking it's that. And now, you know, obviously Ariana is not going to want to film in fucking Tom Tom or Schwartz and Sandy's. Then I saw that it's because, of the loan that Ariana took out. Well, I don't know, because that's a theory I saw on TikTok. I didn't know this, but Ariana took out a loan with Tom and that's why he didn't tell her about the affair for so long because he knows she's on a fucking loan. Like, it has to do with money and he doesn't have any fucking money. She has money, but he doesn't because he poured it all into his businesses. And she didn't do that with her new business that... What is it called? Something about her, the sandwich shop. They got investors, which is what you should always do (laughs) for this reason. Tom used his own money. He borrowed his mother's money and he's in debt. He don't really have money. That's why he can't relocate. But he's not going to say that as well as why he tours with his band like crazy. Because at first I was like, why the fuck isn't he sitting the fuck down and hiding in a corner and trying to rebuild his reputation or at least pretend to be ashamed? Why the fuck is he on tour? That's why. Because he doesn't have any fucking money. He probably gets money from the episodes and I bet that money is gone already. He needs this extra money because nobody signed yet. There is no new contract for the next season of Vanderpump. That's why he's touring, because he gets paid for that. It's kind of sad. Like, Jesus Christ, it went downhill so fast. But that's part of it. So I don't know if it has to do with money. Um, Another theory was what? Oh, fuck. I can't remember now. That Raquel was hooking up with Tom while she was still with James Kennedy. I believe that, too. I really do. I feel like I wish they would just fucking say the truth. I hate people who can't tell the truth. It's so fucking annoying. Oh my God. You're so annoying. (laughs) Just you're already caught. You might as well give detail by detail and just say the fucking truth and put it all out there. But I think he's scared to do that. I think, I think he's being, I think Sandoval is being honest with like, he doesn't want to hurt Ariana more. And I think that also goes hand in hand with why he didn't tell her sooner because it has to do with money that he gen- he he would he just put himself in a terrible position. He's self-sabotaged. He wanted to leave. He couldn't. So he started cheating and he also couldn't leave because of money. And he also couldn't be honest because of money. Like he just fucked himself because he's a selfish fuck. And I think he... The be- like, in his head, the best he can do is not tell her every detail because that's even worse. But I feel like Ariana's dealing with it so well. Like, you might as well just say everything. Or at least give a little more. Because I, just, does anyone believe in that August storyline? I did for a minute, but I don't. It's either she always liked him or... I don't know. She's so hard to read. I have a, I believe that she is on the spectrum By the way, I think either she's on the spectrum or she is a traumatized person. I don't think she's a sociopath and I don't think she's fully disconnected. I don't think that she. I don't think she's evil or malice. I really don't. And I know that irritates people, especially like stubborn personality types that can't wrap their head around it. But I'm able to. You know, we practice duality here. We we use critical thinking skills. It's very possible that she's a traumatized person or on the spectrum where it appears as though she don't give a fuck, but she does. She's just able to compartmentalize and disassociate. I also noticed that James was fucking abusive. He was fuck. I could see how in her head she was like, oh, yeah, you want to be abusive to me? I'm going to do this and this and then just got herself in a complex situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I could see all of the scenarios of that she didn't mean to be completely fucked. And I also see how being on the spectrum or having trauma doesn't make up for doing something terrible that so many people have have the same thing and they don't do terrible things. But, however... That is the reality of traumatized people and people on the spectrum. Hello? Just because some people get into a mix that is worse than what you've been through doesn't mean it's not possible, especially in her circumstance. She, if she had, if she is on the spectrum or if she does have trauma, she's not living a typical lifestyle. She's on TV for one of the most popular Bravo shows and Bravo universe is fucking huge She's in a really unique situation where people who don't necessarily like each other are forced to film together because they don't have another source of income. I can kind of see how this creates a shitstorm for completely betraying your friends. I really do. And as a disassociated person myself, I've done terrible things. Am I a malicious person? Not really. It took a lot of healing and a lot of self-work and a lot of switching of medications and therapies and to get to a place where I learned to not self-sabotage and while not self-sabotaging, not hurting other people. It's not like that for everyone. There's people who have been traumatized and are on the spectrum or whatever that don't hurt others. And then there's people who are. Was I excused from every terrible thing I did? No. <laughs> no. And I definitely paid the fucking price of these things. But it happens. And that's why I'm kind of in favor of it. And why I'm not like, fuck Raquel. Like, do I think she's a little bit... Oh, I have so many thoughts about it. But in the end, like I've said the last time, I just really feel bad for her. Because, because women pay for these circumstances way more than men because look look at what's going on Raquel's a bitch Raquel's this people are just dragging her and Tom Sandoval is on a fucking tour with his shirt off having hundreds of gorgeous young women tipping him throwing money at him taking pictures with him touching his body like she's the only one who's actually gonna pay for this he is not And that happens in every fucking cheating scenario that involves a straight man and a straight woman every fucking time. So I kind of feel bad for her because I think that there's things going on that the public isn't privy to and it leads to making mistakes and mistakes do last six months, especially when or longer, especially if you're a disassociated person, think about it. Some of you are listening to me say this and agreeing because you've been in similar situations. And some of you are like, fuck that. It's not a mistake if you do it over and over again. Like, it just depends on the type the type of life you've had. Because I've definitely been the type of person that makes this... Think about it like smoking cigarettes or being addicted to something or alcoholism. You know it's a mistake. But it's a mistake you keep making and making because you're in a situation where your coping mechanisms are flawed and you don't have the skill set or support system or self worth or self love to find your way out of it. It's very similar. Love and sex are very similar to drug addictions. People hate hearing that because the stubbornness around. Not wanting to accept that people cheat when they're insecure and, like, wanting to demonize people who cheat is so fucking strong. And I get it, but usually people who do that are so lacking in self-love that they just can't navigate their way out of it. That's what I think it is. So I don't know if that's part of the big reveal. Like, maybe she blames it on having autism or... Having trauma, I don't know. I'm excited to find out because we're like, so I'm so deep in this <laughs> Vanderpump journey. Hold on, one second. I gotta like cough and clear my throat. So sorry, I had to clear my throat. Oh my god. So I wanted to tell you a time that I've been cheated on since we're on the topic of cheating. So this is a personal story. Um, to me, it's funny because I can't believe I was just at the right place at the right time. I've always caught someone when they cheated on me. But I, it was never like checking the phone. It was always like a freak thing where I just happened to find out. And I always believe everything done in the dark comes to light for this fucking reason. And I'm way past this. This is not trauma to me. It's not something that actually hurts me anymore. So I laugh when I talk about it because I think it's so crazy. (laughs) Um, it, it's not hurtful to me. And I don't even think it was hurtful in the moment. It was just like, okay, I, I didn't hurt me in the moment. It, it was just very like, okay, I know what this is. I know what to do next, you know? So I'll start from the beginning. I had a, I wouldn't even call it a situationship. I had a friend with benefits. And at this time we were beneficial friends for a couple of years. Um, And I had just gotten out of a serious relationship and that serious relationship was so toxic to me. And we had broken up a couple times before our like final breakup. And in between those mini breakups, I would... I wouldn't hook up again with my beneficial friend, but I, we would reconnect. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what it's like. Like if you're insecure and you're young, you're going to text the roster every time your main fucks up. I will, I'm not going to say everybody knows that, but I know there's people here who know what I'm talking about. If you were a person who dated a lot, who always had a roster, that was me. Okay. I don't know if you guys know that about me. I always had a roster always had backup plans, always, (laughs) always, okay. And I've cheated as well in the past. So me and this beneficial friend would always reconnect anytime there was like mini breakups or that type of thing. Finally, me and this toxic relationship broke up for good, for real this time. And my beneficial friend and I started hanging out a little bit more, but with no intentions of, furthering our relationship. It was just very much friends who would also hook up and we would have fun. We would smoke weed, talk about stuff. Like I'm talking about hours, just a lot of conversation, smoking weed, listening to music, driving around. So it wasn't like we would go on dates. It wasn't like we were outside together. It was very much like when we had time that that ended up like if we both had the same time available we would meet up and hang out and it wasn't it wasn't even met it wasn't like I wanted to go on a date and this is this was all he would do with me is like hang out in the car no no no. this was like that's what we wanted we just liked a chill you know like a chill friend that you smoke with okay you get it so we reconnected again mind you I love that man. (laughs) I loved him badly. Oh my God. I was sick about him. And I loved him since I met him. Mind you, this is years that we were were this way. This was years that we were friends and beneficial friends. And I always had feelings for him. But I just kind of knew that was just not on the menu. And that was fine with me. You know, I wasn't like pressuring him to date. I didn't even bring it up. Nothing of the sort. I just kind of knew like we're not we're not going to be together. But boy did I love him. Oh my god. Loved him, okay? So I had feelings for him, but I was just kind of like happy to be there. Very pathetic. I was just happy to be there. Like <laughs> I was so happy to be there. And he always picked up when I called. He always answered me. He always made time for me. So I didn't ever feel disrespected, even though maybe I should have felt that way. I'm not sure. Looking back, even now as a grown person, I didn't feel disrespected. I knew what it was. I never expressed that I wanted more. Anytime I called, he would answer. Anytime I wanted to be picked up, pick me up. Anytime I wasn't comfortable with something, didn't want to do something, also fine. Like nothing was awkward. Nothing felt toxic. It felt very, what's the word? Consensual. It felt very like we're on the same page. And yes, I'm secretly in love with him. (laughs) But he doesn't even know that to act on it anyway. It was like, we just mutually like to hang out. And it did feel like a friend. We would talk. For reals. Like, I would talk about my boyfriend (laughs) at the time. I would talk about ex boyfriends. I would vent about friends and family and just real conversations, which I feel like typically with a man, especially when you're young, that doesn't really happen. You know, like he had a brain in his skull. Okay. So now I'm fully single. To my knowledge, he is fully single and we're hanging out more. But again, there is no extra expectation. It's just we're seeing each other more frequently. And now I am sharing stories of that I am single and I would share my single stories too because in my head, we're friends. Yes, we hook up at the end of the night. But before that, we're having friend conversation. We're getting froyo. We're getting, you know what I mean? Like we're hanging out for real. So I started sharing my now single stories and he didn't like that. I was thrown off because I was like, what's the problem? And then he expressed that he was interested in taking things to the next level and being a little bit more exclusive. Like, let's see where this goes. I think we should date for real. Like, I think we should go on an actual date. I would like you. I would like to take you outside for coffee. I would like to take you for dinner. And I was like, oh, (laughs) say less because I've been in love with you this whole motherfucking time. I didn't say that because I had my guard up because I knew this man was promiscuous. We'll use that word. I I knew I knew his M.O. I knew his personality because, mind you, I'm a friend the whole time, right? So he's telling me things honestly because we're just friends. He doesn't need to lie. He doesn't need to pretend that he's anything other than he is. So I'm proceeding with caution because I'm very aware that this person is a fucking cheater. <laughs> Like I'm aware of that because he cheats on his girlfriends with me. When I wouldn't listen, relax. I didn't know that he had a girlfriend at the time. I was also very young and insecure, so even if I did know, I I just thought I was cool. Do you know what? We've come a long way since then. So, and you know what? Fuck you, because I'm not ashamed. (laughs) I was so young and insecure. I was fighting for my life. You think I give a fuck about somebody's girlfriend? No, I was not a girl's girl. I was still a pick me. I was still a pick me. I still was male centered. I didn't learn all these things about myself yet. So anywho, back to where I left off before I got sidetracked to yell at you for judging me. You will not judge me here. I was so young. I'm scared to tell you how young I really was, but I was young. So he expressed that he was interested in more at the time. I think I was 18 or 19. And I kind of knew that he was full of shit, right? Like I kind of knew. I think he, I spotted that you were just getting jealous now because now you see I'm grown. I'm growing up, not grown, but I'm growing. Like I'm becoming a woman. I have a real job. I'm making moves. I look good, right? Like I was looking cute. I could see it was more out more out of jealousy than it was i wanted to take things seriously but well i don't know now maybe he i don't fucking know not the point so i i agreed to it right but i wasn't fully in I just wasn't. I was excited and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like telling my best friend, like, oh my God, <laughs> he wants to date me now. So we're going to see where it goes. It's just, we're going to see where it goes. You know what I mean? You know when they give you that conversation. Well, we'll see where it goes. So it wasn't like, we're going to be exclusive. It was very much like, yeah, we're going to hang out. But I did ask, are you going to be seeing anyone else? Because if you are, I'm going to keep my roster too. But if you're not, I'm okay with not talking to anybody else. Because I can do that. I'm extremely loyal if you're loyal to me, right? Like, I'm totally fine with that. No big fucking deal. It's so easy to build a roster. There's men everywhere. I don't care. We had that part of the conversation. So not necessarily exclusive, definitely. Like, we're committed to each other. But just, we're going to chill on talking to other people. And especially not going out with them. Because I'll be outside too. You're not going to be taking other women on dates. You're not going to be hooking up with and having sex with other people after this conversation. That's what we agreed upon. <laughs> Bitch, it was not a week later. So a week later, and I'm all excited. The whole week, I'm excited. Like, the whole week, I'm living in my glory because I'm like, this is a home run. We're seeing where it goes, but I already know he's going to be in love with me. Like, I was elated, okay? Okay. It's not a fucking week later. It's the weekend. It was a Friday. And I'm at work. And I thought we were going to hang out because I had a job where I had to work weekends. But he had kind of like a nine to five where he didn't work weekends. And he had told me over the weekend, we were going to have a real outside date. Like a, you know, like not just at night smoking weed. Like a real adult going to take me out date because we had already done a couple of other things but i was still looking forward to this one he texts me kind of like around the afternoon i'll never forget it because i can't fucking believe how the universe showed me what i needed to say okay anyway i'm getting excited telling you he texted me hey babe i have to work late i'll be here all weekend some bullshit i'll be here overnight I think he was like an engineer in a building. And you know, some of them, well, I don't even know if this is true at this point, but you know, some of them have to stay overnight, that type of shit. I should have known from them because what? <laughs> Isn't there a night shift guy? Anyway, texting me that he has to stay overnight and we can't hang out. Um, but he's going to text me when he gets home and we'll plan something else. And I was like, damn, just gullible as fuck. I was like, damn, that sucks. Okay. And then I hung out with my best friend. Um, I was at her place. She had done my hair. My hair was in rollers. She she knows how to do hair so good. So she had, she didn't blow it out, but I remember my hair was in rollers because we were getting ready to fucking go out that night or like the next night or something. And we were prepping ourselves. We did all the things like self-tanning. So we had that type of girls night together, right? That's what we were doing. We were hanging out, smoking cigs, doing each other's hair, self-tanning, watching TV, talking shit. Like we were having that type of girls night because my plans changed. So it's around 7 p.m. and we're like, ooh, let's go to the, let's go get iced coffees. <laughs> Fucking unhinged. Why? We would just drink iced coffee any time of day and stay up all motherfucking night. Just, just being hectic. Okay. So this is around 7 p.m. We're like, ooh, let's go get iced coffees, like go to, to the drive-thru. So Staten Island doesn't have a lot of drive throughs just because, first of all, we're an island. Where are you going to put them? And we certainly don't have a lot of Dunkin' Donuts drive throughs I think we have one or two. There might be more, but I'm pretty sure there's only one or two and one Starbucks drive-thru, okay? So this was, we, were, we had rollers in our hair. We were not about to go into a Dunkin' Donuts. We got to go through the drive-thru. So her boyfriend drove us through the drive-thru. The drive-thru is in the same parking lot as the Atrium Movie Theater. If you're from Staten Island, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a fan of P. Davidson, you know what I'm talking about. The Atrium Movie Theater is a very popular movie theater. If you grew up here, you have memories there. I think I had my first kiss there. Like The Atrium Movie Theater is a fucking historical landmark at this point. It's in the same... The drive thru for Duncan is in the same parking lot as, hold on, as the Atrium fucking movie theater. Okay. We're in line. There's always a line at this Duncan drive thru because, like I said, there is no other drive throughs The parking lot is crazy because it's a Friday night. People still want to the movies. This is fucking years ago. Years ago. Um, we're in line. I see a car pull in that looks familiar to me. Then it parks and it looks very familiar to me because it had something on it that only this person had on their car. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it is so corny and it will embarrass me (laughs) for even dating someone who had this on his car. I noticed the car. I'm in the back seat and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Do you see that car? So now we're looking, but I'm kind of down in the seat because I don't want this person, I don't want them to see me because I got rollers in my hair. I don't look cute. Like I'm in marinating mode. I am not in glam mode. Hold on, you can't see me yet. So I'm scoot down in the back seat and I'm like, is that him? And they're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So I'm peeking out of the window in the back seat, rollers in my fucking head. And I'm like, that has to be him unless his friend borrowed his car. It has to be him. Who else is going to have the same exact car? And this was not a car that was new where, like it it wasn't a Toyota camera that everybody had. This was a vintage car. I'm not going to say what kind. It was a vintage car that nobody else had. Okay. So right away, I'm like, oh my God, I think that's him. Like who else would have that car? And even if they did, who else is going to have that car and the same fucking dumbass sticker on the back? Oh, cringe. Sure enough, He gets out of the car. Bitch, we're still in the fucking drive-thru waiting to pull up and get coffee. Like we're just sitting in the drive-thru because there's a line. So we're not even moving up slowly yet. Nothing. All of this is happening while we're just sitting in the car in the line. My fucking head just has the eyes out enough where I could see everything that's going on. But if he were to look in my direction, he can't see me. He gets out of the car and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, do I get out and flip out with rollers in my head? Or do I just address this later and watch the whole thing and cry? (laughs) So I decided on the ladder and I watched the entire thing. He gets out of the car. I'm maybe 200, 300 feet from him. I could clearly see his whole face and body. The whole, I could see everything. So not only, so now I'm thinking the first like 30 seconds I see this, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe he is stopping home and is going to the deli because there's also a deli and pizzeria and whatever. Maybe he's just stopping here. Maybe he just didn't call me yet, but is going home. You know what I mean? Like maybe I don't have the whole story yet. Maybe there is nothing bad going on. Nothing, um, not bad, but what's the word? Maybe there's no lies happening yet. It's just he didn't tell me yet that he got to come home whatever. Maybe you just had to work late. Oh, no. He goes over to the other side of the fucking car and opens the door for another woman. Bitch. I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. You couldn't last a week? One week? Seven days? It was literally only seven days. Let's have this girl. Beautiful, cute girl. Tiny, like short, tiny. He's very tall. Short, tiny, I'll never forget it. Bitch, I can't fucking remember what I had for breakfast, but I'll remember every motherfucking detail of this, okay? It is ingrained in my memory like a movie. Got out, cute little girl. And my husband's was like, oh, shit. And she was like, what are we doing right now? Literally asked, like, what are we doing? Are we getting out ready to fight? Or are we, what are we doing? What's the game plan? I said, nothing. Just, just watch, be my witness. And let's go through the drive through I don't know, did I take a picture? This was, I, I should have, but I think I was scared of like the flash or something. I don't think I took a picture. I think it was very much like I've seen all I needed to see, like a picture for what? If I did have a picture, I can't remember that part. And it's not on a phone. I think at that point I had like a Google touch screen. Like, I don't know what the fuck I have. It was like that awkward period before all iPhones are popular, and Blackberries. I m- it might have been a Blackberry, like I don't fucking know. But I didn't. I didn't take a picture to my knowledge. And they walk into the atrium together. So now this motherfucker's on a movie date. After telling me he had to work overnight. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I owe you. I'm gonna see you Sunday. Ah. ah, ah. But you're on a fucking movie date with a tiny little brunette (laughs) you motherfucker (laughs) and I would have had no fucking idea because he was older than me we didn't have the same friends we didn't run in the same circles we didn't grow up in the same town we had no connections besides each other because we had met we met like we weren't introduced through friend groups we both met commuting into the city Right? Like we have no mutual connections. We were the only mutual connection. That was it. I would not have known had I not been there at the right place at the right time. I would have never have found out at all. So what did I do? We got our iced coffees and I was like kind of bummed, but I wasn't like crying. I was just like, damn. But I knew. That's why I was still a little bit cautious. I was excited, but I was cautious. Because I fucking knew this is not the type of guy that's ready to be my boyfriend. Like, I just, I knew. He was tall, handsome, like, come on. (laughs) Again, I didn't value myself. I thought, just be happy to be there. Like, I was so wildly insecure. But here's how I handled it. So I immediately started texting somebody else like, duh, (laughs) like, what are you doing later? Reconnecting with my roster. Where have you been? Sorry, I've been busy the whole week. You know, I started doing what you're supposed to do. And I figured I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to flip out. I'm not going to make myself look dumb. I'm not going to act out of character. So I might be hurt, but you're not going to catch me looking fucking crazy. Okay. So I waited. Because I also wanted to see if he would continue the lie. Because at this point, he thinks, I think, he is at work working late and I'm going to hear from him Sunday and he's going to pick me up and we're going to go to dinner. Like, that's what he thinks, right? I want to see what he says through the weekend. Like, maybe he changed his mind and planned to be clear with me on Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Like, give it, I'm a very, like, give it space type of person. I'm not very reactive. I'll always choose to wait. And then see what happens. And from that, I've learned that a lot of things work themselves out. You know, like being reactive isn't always, I didn't, I've never had a positive outcome from, but waiting, I've always had positive outcomes from. So that's what I chose to do. Sure enough, Sunday fucking morning, he texts me. And I was like, ooh, telling all the girls, he texts me, he texts me. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. He texts me like nothing. Nothing. Hey, babe, what are you doing? Oh, my God, I miss you. I was like, oh, my God, I miss you, too. What are you doing? Oh, I I just got home. Um, What are you doing later? I said, oh, you just got home. How was the weekend? Proceeds to tell me about how he worked so hard all weekend. Oh, yeah. He just kept digging it deeper and deeper. And that was part of my plan, too. Like, I want to see how far are you going with this? Because I knew he knew unless I was there, I would have had no fucking idea because it was also like nobody knew about us besides my close best friend. Nobody knew. So who would see him out with her and take a picture and send it to me or text me be like, hey, Tina, I saw so-and-so at the movie theater. I thought you guys were dating now. Like nobody fucking knew. He knew he wasn't gonna get caught. I just so happened to be at the right place at the right time. So he proceeds to tell me about how his weekend went at work. And I was like, oh, and I forgot you worked Friday as well overnight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had to stay there for this and that. We had like a water main, some bullshit. And I said, that's so crazy. You weren't at the atrium around 7 p.m. And he called me right away. And I walked myself down to Starbucks because I had I was working in the mall at the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking this call because I got to see what the fuck he's got to say. So I remember walking myself down to Starbucks and listening and I was laughing and he was like, so how did you find out? Like he did, he just, he fucking knew he was caught. And I said, sure enough, me, so-and-so and her boyfriend decided to go get iced coffees. We were in line to get coffee while you were walking into the fucking atrium. He was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, listen, I'm not mad. I'm not like mad. It's just weird. You're the one who said you wanted to date now. Like you said that, not me. I never approached him with how I really felt. I never confessed my true feelings. I'm not the one, like it was so fucking weird to me. I said, that's what's most confusing because you are the one who wanted to date. And he was like, well, that I'm not hooking up with her. I'm not dating her. I started bullshitting me that they're just friends and that's their ritual. Like every Friday they smoke and see a movie. Uh, hello, I'm one of your friends too. Are you fucking dumb? I'm one of your friends. I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not believing that. You could call anybody a friend. I'm one of your friends. As one of your friends, I know your friends are not your friends. <laughs> your girl slash friend, not your friends. Because I was one of your fucking friends. Like please I said listen I'm not mad enjoy whatever it is you've got going on but I'm not interested anymore you could hit me up to hang out like if you want to smoke and hang out again sure we could still be beneficial friends I could still be one of your friends but I'm not dating you now we are no like I'm gonna be no (laughs) no all of it go do whatever you want to do but I don't want to date. I don't want to go to dinner. I don't want to go for coffee. Hit me up if you want to smoke and hang out. That's it. I'm not interested. And he was like, no, come on. I, I, I swear it's not like that. I said, I, I really don't care. Whatever you say right now, I'm not going to believe. And that's fine. I'm not mad. You don't need to explain yourself. But just know you didn't need to lie. You did not need to lie. Like, why did you lie? And it, the story doesn't end there. <laughs> There's so much more that happens. But I did stay away from him for at least a year. I got another boyfriend like two months later. I found myself in another serious relationship. And the whole fucking time I was in that serious relationship, he didn't leave me alone. This man, the one I caught at the atrium, didn't leave me alone, didn't give a fuck that I had a boyfriend would text me whenever he wanted. He would bring me food. He would ask me to come out, like didn't give a fuck he would leave stuff for me, he would buy me shit. Like he fully was so upset that I got a boyfriend. <laughs> fully regretted that I ca- I I can't even say that he regret that I what he did. I think he was annoyed that I caught him and now I was like a possession that he lost. I don't think he actually cared about my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> like he didn't care about that. He was just mad that somebody else got to have me, and then when I got a boyfriend, I would not hang out with him, because like I said, I'm loyal, when I got a boyfriend, I did not hang out with him, so when he would want to smoke and hand, I'd be like, no, I got a fucking boyfriend now, like, I'm not cheating on him for you, I love him, and I was rubbing it in, I was like, I love my boyfriend, <laughs> I, I didn't, but <laughs> I was pretending like I did, I was like, I love him, I'm in love with him, you don't even fucking know, I'm not hanging out with you, you shouldn't have went to the movies, <laughs> and he was relentless he was fucking relentless the whole entire time and like i said there's more to that story it does not end there but i'm not going to go into the rest of it i yeah that's how i caught him cheating on me i don't know if that you would consider that cheating cheating but i feel like it's along the same lines of lying and betrayal it was not heartbreaking and devastating we weren't together for years i have i've been cheating on like that but It was very much like, first of all, my friend is here too. Like, she's literally seeing you get out of the car and go open the door for her. I wasn't even alone to like not feel embarrassed. But I didn't really feel embarrassed because we knew this about him. I was just giving it a chance. And the universe was like, no, bitch. (laughs) You were right about him. Run. Run the other way. He is not for you in any capacity. Okay, he's a fucking liar. He lies, period. And he he did. He lied. He always did lie. I don't know if he's still a liar. I don't know who that man is now. But I was fucking cheating on Could you imagine? Bitch, the right place, right time. I love that story because that kind of doesn't happen. I mean, it probably still happens. But now you find out so quickly because of... Like, again, we didn't have Instagram. I think we just had Facebooks, but we weren't Facebook friends. We didn't have, even if we were, we didn't have mutual friends. Like there was no way for me to find out that there would have been other women besides stalking him, which I'm not about to do. I do not stalk. I do I do not check phones. I don't do all that. Just out of like, <clears throat> I don't want to seem thirsty. <laughs> I'm not checking your phone. I'm not following shit. But that would be the only way that I would have found out. And it just so happened to be there at the right time. Had he went into the movie, I don't think I would have noticed. Do you know what I mean? Had I been five minutes too late or five minutes too early, I would not have known. Because I noticed because I saw a car pulling up. And then I noticed that I recognized the car. And then I noticed it is him. But if it was five minutes, 10 minutes later, I maybe would not have noticed the car in the parking lot. Or been looking at my phone or in conversation. Like, I wouldn't have noticed. Or what about earlier if his car wasn't... If we went 10 minutes earlier, I would not have seen him at all. Fully missed it. And who fucking knows what, what would have happened next. Because I cut it off right then and there. Well, not really. I, I waited because I wanted to see if he would continue to lie. But in my head, I was so... I was It was already done. And I was all... Two minutes later, I was on my phone texting the next, Okay. So let this be a reminder to keep a roster (laughs) Until until you are committed, committed, committed. Keep a roster. Keep your guard up. And don't fucking believe a word because I'm so happy I had the brains. I wasn't the brightest, but I had the brains to know that was not just his friend. Are you fucking kidding me? That was not just his friend. I was a friend too. And as handsome and charismatic as he is, I didn't fucking fall for that shit. And I'm so happy I didn't. Um, I'm gonna go because you can hear I'm um, like my, my ears are flaming red, my throat is fucking burning, and I'm not feeling so hot, so I'm gonna go I don't even know. What what medicine do you take? There's like nothing you could take for this, right? I don't know, but I hope that was entertaining and got your mind off of stuff for a little bit. Uh I need to go. <laughs> I need to go drink some tea with honey and I hope all of you are safe and okay. And, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing more to it. Hopefully this passes quicker. Hopefully this passes quickly and I hope all of you are okay. Okay, I'm going to go. Stay well and I love you.